So you mentioned that you were laid off in the big financial crisis back in 2008 and 2009. Uh, I would love to talk to you a lot more about how you handled that situation, what happened and what decisions you had to make and how did you get out of it. So thank you for coming in today and, and telling me your story and sharing it with our audience. Tell me a little bit about what happened. Sure. So at the beginning of the financial crisis in uh, early to mid-2008, hedge funds in particular were starting to liquidate their assets and their yeah, portfolios. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> I remember my stock going down, down, and down. <laughs> and uh, at, that was when the industry started to see the cracks in the sector. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they liquidated the most... Um, liquid assets. Mm -hmm. And I was a portfolio manager of a very liquid um, portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to sell all the uh, securities in my portfolio and then was subsequently let go. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Although that's not an uncommon story that I've been hearing. Right. At that time, I didn't know that. That's true. That's true. It's before the 2009 when the public actually got hit with the big boom or drop. Exactly. So as you can see, you know, it was at the beginning, they saw the cracks, they sold off the most liquid assets, but kept the, the more illiquid ones. Did you see it coming? I did. I saw it coming a year before. Oh, but when they asked you, was it a surprise? It was, because I thought, I have the most liquid portfolio, oh. so why would they do that to my portfolio? So oh. I did see it coming in terms of the overall industry, but not to my own sector. Or your job. Yes. Oh. Ouch. So I took it very personally. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how now how many years how many years of experience have you had then? At that point I had about twelve to fourteen years of A lot of experienced people. Yes. Really good people got let go like instantly almost, it seemed like. Yes. But then again, to me, it was I was just focusing on myself, uh-huh. and I took it very personally. Oh wow! I then uh, it was a fr- from a very high profile role mm-hmm. um, that I left the firm, and I subsequently thought that if I just went back out there, then I would be able to find something just as quickly as I had found this role. Right. Because normally. Yeah, but with your education, with your experience, that's sort of the normal employment market. And exactly. So, and so exactly. what happened? I know in 2009, a little bit tougher, maybe much tougher. Right. And I went out there thinking what you had just um, mentioned about people in our role, that we could get something very quickly in a, a month, two months. Um, and it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after three months, I was not getting callbacks for interviews. Not even calls. Yeah, because financial firms were closing their doors like by the entire company yes. at that time. Yes. But still, because I took it so personally and really just focused on my own situation, I didn't see the bigger picture. Oh, so you just kept pushing. Yes. And said, okay. Were you resentful or were you just like baffled? Like, why, why is this happening? Or Yes. Initially resentful. Yeah. And then as I went out there to interview and to job search, I was very baffled. So, so what did you end up doing? So I took a friend's advice, and uh, he was also in the industry, and he said, look, it's not you, it's the entire industry. And I believed him because I'd known him for a long time and that he would tell me honestly, mm-hmm. but also that he, he still was in the market. So he was still uh, managing his portfolio, and he saw what was happening. So I took right. that to heart, mm-hmm. and he told me to take a break, 
mm-hmm. um, for at least a few months mm. and to just enjoy myself. And I took that advice to heart. So I did take a break and that same friend who advised me to take that break introduced me to a friend of his in, in the town where my parents live. Oh, okay. Uh, which is where I decided to, to take time off. So I met up with this friend and I told him that, you know, I'm taking some time off and I may want to go back to the financial industry. And he thought that uh, since I'm taking a break, maybe I could help out with him and his company. Now, what is he in the financial industry? No. What industry is he in? He's in technology. Okay. Yeah. Related to finance? No, not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just in- information technology. Okay. So basically, you sort of start asking for advice because you were baffled, and then he introduced you to another friend who... Just for social reasons. Yeah, okay. And so I you network talking, a lot. I was networking. Yes, yeah. exactly, networking for really anything. Right. <laughs> at this point. Right. But um, not really with anything in particular in mind. Okay. So uh, he just threw out an opportunity. He asked me if I wanted to join his company to help with uh, information technology um, business development. Okay. So I said, sure, why not? I'm not doing anything anyway. And now, I, technology development is what he asked Business development. Business IT development. Business development. Wow. Do you have any background in that? So I do have background in technology. I was a computer science major. Okay, in um, college. Yes, right. in college. And in terms of business development, I did do two years of business development out uh, right out of grad school at a okay. tech company. But again, that was a long time ago. Right. So this is this was a new field for me in a mm-hmm. sense, and I was going to start from scratch. And he was happy with that he just needed help. Okay. What made you decide to actually do that? Because and... I was on a break. I thought if I'm not really going to stress out about looking for a, a, the same type of role in the financial services area, I might as well try something new while I'm on a break. Okay. Okay. And how long was this break overall? Now well, looking back, like one year. One year. Wow. Okay. Before that, though, I had called a very experienced and senior person at a large mutual fund okay. to get advice. Okay. So you, you got another person to yes. help you. Okay. Yes. And I asked him that if I wanted to, in the future, find a role at a company like his, and if he were my interviewer or the hiring manager, would he look at my background and think that this person moved into another industry, was distracted for a year, and now I won't be able to hire her because she's lost her skills. Oh, that's really smart. I asked him that. That you did that before you even made the decision. Because you're basically saying, hey, would I be more attractive to you, less attractive? What's your warning flags? Exactly. Okay. And someone who's, you know, a hiring, a potential hiring. And he said, not at all. Okay. If you took this job, I would think that you grabbed an opportunity and that you knew that the financial crisis was happening and that you needed a job. Okay. And it's and you're being to, smart. And I'm being smart. It's better. And he said, it's better to have a job than not. It's better to be doing something during that year than doing nothing. And he okay. said he would have respected that. And what about the fact that I'm assuming you probably had to take a pay cut or something? How how does that? Did you ask him about an impact on change in pay? And I did because at this time I had already gotten the offer, mm-hmm. and he said it wouldn't make a difference. 
that I could just rebound and, okay. and jump back right. In, what what kind street. of pay cut? I'm curious that you had to take. About 80%. Pay cut? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, so how did you dealt with it, I guess, personally? Because initially you said that um, it was a big hit on you. Are you by this point sort of like accepted the situation and thought, well, I'm just going to make the most of what I can because... I know I'm skilled and I'm just going to keep going? Or are you at this point still like resentful? Or I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out where what your state of mind was. So when you're going through a layoff, it's a process. Just yes. Like any other yes. life <laughs> process. And so you initial, in, in my case anyway, you initial, initially feel resentful. Mm-hmm. And then you accept it. And then you're at peace with it. And maybe some people take a break or jump back right in. But you... You then rebuild your confidence and leverage experience and skills. The reason I ask this, because you had very positive things, I think that starting, at the beginning it was a hit and then it became very positive. I think a lot of people, when we can't find work immediately or in the, within the expected time period, giving up becomes one of the options, you know, being sort of incapacitated sometimes becomes an option. You know, so I just wanted to see, was there a time where you were just like, you're going to give up or it was kind of never came as in as an option in your mind? So when I was networking, mm-hmm. I had already given up. Okay. I just network because I never, I network all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. But at and that you do, point, I do know that. <laughs> you go to so many events. I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> But at that time, I had already given up. Mm-hmm. But with the idea of taking a temporary break. Okay. So not giving up for the long term. Right. So not giving up because circumstance made you, but you kind of made a decision to give yourself a break because you saw the larger industry needed its time. You can't change long. that. And so, and then that's how you can sort of figure out, well... I can make the most out of this now, or yes. I can sit around. It's amazing. You actually, I never even thought of that, but that's a great idea to ask someone senior who would hire you, who couldn't right now, who you already had relationships with, and say, hey, I'm making a decision on paper. It will look really weird because I'm going down pay, totally different industry, totally different role, but you know, what did you think? And that's, that's amazing. You had the foresight to ask that as well as actually take that action. Yeah, I think I was fortunate because I had a support network and friends who gave me very good advice and who were very uh, optimistic for me. Uh And I think that's really important when you're going through a process like this. Absolutely. So a year later, tell us, so now it's late 2009 or early? Yes. You're seeing some positive signs in the industry, although it's not a full-fledged recovery yet. Right, it wasn't. But I think that given I had taken an 80% pay cut, a huge step back in my role as well, mm-hmm. I thought after one year, even though I had contributed a lot to this company, I thought after one year that it was time to move on and okay. to go back to, um, to where... I felt I could really add value, mm-hmm. given my experience. So I resigned. Oh, wow. Um, Before you got another job? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, I had been working very hard. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you basically had to in order to do 
dedicate time yes. to job search. Yes. And given the, um, I weighed the pros and cons of staying there, of course, you know, compensation being one of those, uh, and also the time that right. I, I was dedicating to that job. Those things um, would, uh, would take away from my time. To um, search for job search. Right. Because job search is a full-time job yes. as well. Yes. Okay. So I resigned, and a few days later, I got a call from a headhunter asking me if I would interview for a job back in the final financial services industry. Wow. What a coincidence. Yes. That's not even... You didn't plan that. Did you know... Your resume was just out there, but... Yes. And again, this is the power of networking. Right. This headhunter had been uh, calling me on and off for the past 10 years. Oh, wow. And she had, through her, I had received a couple of job offers. Okay. And um, I had not accepted any of them. And so but she you kept had, the relationship. But I kept the relationship. And she, she had knew called your me history. in my previous role as well, the one in which um, from which I got laid off. Okay. She had called me then. I told her I was very happy, mm-hmm. but to keep in touch. Right. So she called me again. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Everything else is history. Wow, okay. So I didn't expect that part of the story, but I know that you network a lot. And so I always tell people that networking is the best way to find a job now and a job for the future. Yes. And you just, you just proved it. I think um, the power of networking, it gets you through both the tough times and the good times. Mm. And so during the more tough, the tougher times, you have to continue networking at the same pace if not even more. But I think you should always be networking as much as you can, no matter what stage. So even when you have jobs. Yes. Right. So as a, as a final thought, you are a power networker, I would say. What are some simple tips you would give others about how to get started even in networking? How do you, you know, I obviously got to do it, but what are some advice you would give people who are not consider themselves good networkers and uh, what can they do next week or today or tomorrow to get back into it and start that process well with social media these days um, it's really easy to find organizations and associations um, that are aligned with your interests okay just go online and find those um, if you have a strong alumni network, I would say join those um, events as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, through your company, there, there are clubs and associations mm-hmm. that you can join. Mm-hmm. You can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people always have friends outside of the company as well. So right. once you meet them, connect to them immediately on LinkedIn. I know this sounds really simple, but... It really works, and that's what I do. And also, the important thing is express what you want. So mm. even though I was meeting with this friend of a friend for social reasons, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be necessarily career reasons, just say what you're doing and what you want, and people will think of something ah, to help yes. you. In summary, what you're saying is there's two advice. One is to look at who are you in your network and join as many of those as possible attend events linkedin with people but when you're there be purposeful in sharing what you want to do 
not so much to be in their face and say, do you have a job for me no. or something, but to actually in conversation because people are naturally helpful. Yes. And so they listen for that and start offering you know, right. you don't opportunities. To, you don't have to ask for anything. Mm-hmm. Just share your story. That is such great advice on networking. Thank you so much for coming in to share your story. Thank you.